Dee Dee Moonflyer here. Welcome to the Twilight Tonic Podcast. As always, I have a freshly brewed batch of the strange and unusual to share with you. So grab your favorite tonic, step inside the broom closet, and let's get started. Tonight on Twilight Tonic, I have an amazing guest, Todd Bates. He's amazing in many ways. He's been doing this, is this right, Todd, 20 years? 20 years, about 20 years, yeah. Oh my gosh. He has WLTKDB Talk Radio, a paranormal digital radio station, of all things. And he also is an advisor of a haunting on Discovery Channel, the Ashmore Experience two-day event, on W, is this right? WTWO, a CBS affiliate? Yeah, they'd be WTHI, but that's that's fine. They're, all the W's are the same, in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, they are. <laughs> Too many of them. And you've, you're fascinated by EVPs, aren't you, Todd? Isn't that what got you started in all this? Uh, yes, it, it is. It is. They have been... Oh my goodness, a, a bittersweet addition to my life, that is for sure. Um, years ago, I, I, I was completely skeptical. I didn't believe in extraterrestrials, ghosts, mm-hmm. monsters, none of it. And a local investigation team invited me on one of their t- tours. And I'm thinking, oh, okay, this this could be fun. Let's, let's see. So I talked to the guy a little bit. He said, uh, you know that the he told me that you could take pictures, you could take video, you mm-hmm. could do some recording. I said recording, you know, because I've always been like an audio buff. Right. And he says, "Yeah," he says, "You can you can talk to him." I said, "Really? This is interesting. Tell me more about it." So he told me about the old analog uh, cassette recorder. This was back when, and of course, I bought one, brought one out to the little tour. Mm-hmm. And went back in this barn all by myself. The rest, everybody else went around this little general store and there were flashes and everybody was, you know, just having a good time. But I I had my sights on this little barn in the back. I was all by myself back there. It was quiet. So I hit record on there and I did not hear anything at all with my naked ear mm-hmm. that night. I uh, went home, processed it after a quick lesson on the computer and, you know, listening to it. 
and I heard a horse of all things. Oh my god! <laughs> it completely, it just, it, and I kept rewinding it and playing uh-huh. it, rewinding it and playing it, and it was the uh, the stomp of a foot, and then this, <clears throat> it was just, it was so pronounced. Uh, and I was okay. That's impossible because that that would be loud enough for me to hear it. Right. Well, I, I didn't hear a thing uh, until then, and that's what sparked the interest. And, I, and, and it wasn't as much that okay, I just captured something from a ghost animal. It was more why did I not hear that with my naked ear? That that mm-hmm. that's where my curiosity went. And I just scoured the uh, the internet back then. It was, you know, the old Netscape Navigator, all kinds of fun uh-huh. stuff. <laughs> Got a hold of uh, Sarah Estep, and she was she's the founder of the American Association of Electronic Voice Phenomenon uh-huh. and the pioneer in the field. And she took me under her wing, and she taught me so many different things about how to properly do a session, how to time it, how to properly record what questions to ask and things of that nature. So, of course, I take that information. Now I'm going everywhere, mm-hmm. everywhere I can. I'm going to these different locations. I started at cemeteries, okay? If I can capture animals, why not people? So I started right, right, just right. going to all these different places, and it became an obsession for me mm-hmm. uh, to the point where, I was waking up at one, two in the morning and driving to Atchison, Kansas, to a little house called Sally's house, mm-hmm. uh, to drive there and investigate that place alone. And it was ridiculous. And, and I think that was the pull from the house more than more than anything. But right. still, it's just my problem with the field, with me. It, it's a problem with myself, not with the field. Mm-hmm. There's no absolutes. Right. There's no there's no tangible evidence. There's nothing I can hold or take home or put in a jar or, or so forth as it should be. It, but that's what my obsession, that's where it just began. It just snowballed so bad, Didi. I couldn't stop. <laughs> nothing else mattered. <laughs> you know, my kids suffered. Everybody around me suffered. They're like, well, Dad, why are you talking to dead people? They just didn't get it. And... What started the whole that spun off into this this radio uh, uh-huh. adventure, believe it or not, because I'd learned a lot about electronic voice phenomenon, and, and everybody wanted to 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 know, you know, in the field wanted to know uh-huh. about it. So I started teaching lessons, uh-huh. and it started off in a chat room. Uh-huh. Well, the chat room was a good way to reach people back then. But then these new fun things came out called audio servers, and they were new, something that that wasn't around very long, little Mm -hmm. radio servers. So I purchased one of those and began teaching my lessons that way. I would give people a link, and they would click it, Mm -hmm. and they could just, boom, there they were for the lesson. Well, then I started getting guests on there, Uh, and it just... It turned into a radio show because the the, you know, the website was Haunted Voices. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the show just turned into Haunted Voices Radio. And that has been going since November uh, 6th of 2004. Well, Haunted Voices Radio has been going. <laughs> and it's on, it's on hold until fall. Mm-hmm. But that's how everything kind of tied in together yeah, as far as uh, – 
the EVP and, and, and radio. And it just, it just became this, this huge passion of mine. It still is. Right. It still is. Now, when you were doing those, obviously you heard the horse. Did you ever hear people? I did. And one of the most amazing captures that I've had today, well, there's two of them actually. Mm-hmm. And, and one of them has a, has a very sad story to it. The other one is just a random hello from an elderly woman on an old bridge. Oh, uh, just out, Yeah. Out in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> so these, it can be captured anywhere that was captured on an analog recorder, of course, but, mm-hmm. uh, and then, that one was uh, an amazing capture. It was a residual haunting of a fire. The house had caught fire, um, and come to find out, it was a it was a mafia hit. They the husband had contracted to have his wife murdered. Well, they went out and they yeah, it was a horrible, horrible thing. And we never set foot inside. All this was on the front porch. Believe it or not, we captured it, uh, and it was of a residual. The residual haunting, you can hear the swing of the bat, baseball oh. bat that they, they used to kill her. You can hear her scream. Um, you can hear the little girls. Now, they didn't know there were two little girls in there at the time. There wasn't supposed to be anybody there. Mm-hmm. So they, they killed mom and set the house on fire. Mm-hmm. As, and the two little girls were found holding hands in the closet. It was heartbreaking. Oh my gosh. They were they were found that way. It was terrible. And the capture from there was basically the whole scene. And it it, it just when you listen to it, I, I had it on the website for a little while on, on the mm-hmm. old haunted voices site. And I had several requests to take it down because it was it was harming people. You know, oh, they, they couldn't they couldn't take the story. And unfortunately, that comes, that goes hand in hand with what we do. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of tragedy. Absolutely. But that, yeah, those two, those two are probably my favorites. A lot of others on there, but it's a, it's, it's a Mm crapshoot. It's a gamble. Anytime you go out in the field and do these recordings, you can't guarantee anything. They're not going to perform for you. You It's not that simple. They'd be like Washington D Frog, like, no, I'm not doing that again. I did it once and it's embarrassing. <laughs> it's got to get old. It really does. And yeah. I mean, can you imagine they, someone coming up to you and going, say something? <laughs> you know, and you're like, well, just, what? <laughs> and they're just standing there, perhaps, just yeah. staring at you like, why the heck you want me to say anything? What well, well, what's going on? How can you even see me? You know, that's that's the mystery of it. Now, out of curiosity, Todd, you said you'd get up at one in the morning to go to cemeteries. Did you ever get anything in the cemetery? In the cemeteries, there was one incident, and because I uh, they're my least favorite things to investigate, yeah. but it was a good way to, to get my body and mind in tune to death. Mm-hmm. Uh, was visiting a cemetery. The only thing strange that ever happened to me in a cemetery, other than an overwhelming peaceful feeling, mm-hmm. was a one that um, hadn't been on consecrated ground, and people are buried on it. So, so it was a little agitated. It was a little upset. And mm-hmm. the same guy that uh, 
brought me on the tour also had this also took me to this cemetery uh it was called bel air and it was out mm-hmm. in the middle of nowhere one of those old dust of dawn ones right well th- th- this is going to sound strange and and really far-fetched but i get a call from him and it was like 2 3 o'clock in the morning and he says todd you've, you've got to get out here you've got to get out here there's all kinds of going on and, and i was okay you know so i hop in the car and go out there uh and when i pull in there are flowers thrown everywhere Hmm. and i thought oh my goodness somebody vandalized it but no one knows where it's at so it's kind of hard it's one of those kinds of kinds of things so i pull in and there's flowers strewn everywhere uh, and i'm leaning against the fence talking to jason and we're kind of going over what what he experienced which he saw the same thing when he pulled up all the flowers were everywhere mm-hmm. so we're leaning against the fence and the shadow person huge it must have been seven foot tall it was yeah. ginormous mm-hmm. and it comes you see it creeping up the fence line and you know at that point we we both saw it we both mm-hmm. turned and, and noticed it back away and just kind of let that haunting be and we did some digging and come to find out it was the anniversary they had actually hung someone had hung themselves oh um there's a huge tree mm-hmm. uh, their wife was buried in there or something so he wanted to die close to her so he hung himself in that tree oh my God. and they buried him yeah it was just so it was the anniversary of that so maybe that was it but wow that was about the only thing that ever happened to me in a cemetery but those i try to avoid them like the plague <laughs> because yeah. they're they're a final place of rest, you know. It's not something you go kick around. Yeah, um, and so many people are fascinated by them. And, you know, they go and they play and they they try to do that. And I think sometimes it's disrespectful a little bit. It is. It, it, it can be very disrespectful. It can be very dangerous. There's open yeah. graves in there, for one thing. Number two, you can bring an attachment home with you. Oh, yeah. Yes. I mean, with a cemetery, a known demon. <laughs> you've got grandma buried in axe murderer so you don't know what what is going on in these there's all different kinds of personalities in there so you have to yeah. be really careful and you don't know you know somebody told me once and it was really interesting they were like probably most of the people aren't there but other things could be in there mm-hmm. you know things yeah. that want to do harm because they're there and they know they could take advantage of whoever is in there, you know, trying to record them or whatever. And I'm, I never thought of that until somebody said that. I'm like, that's probably, you're probably right. <laughs> yeah. I, I couldn't agree more. I just, it's like, uh, to me, cemeteries are very similar to Ouija boards. Mm-hmm. Um, Ouija's can conjure up just ungodly things. Mm-hmm. If yeah. you, if you allow it and so can a cemetery oh yeah because it's so open and inviting and you just don't know what's in there and yeah it's, it can be really dangerous it's interesting because i heard a talk show and i forget who it was maybe jim harold or something and he had a guest on there that talked about ouija boards that's what they do and i guess if you're experienced now my mom did use them from time to time and I never liked them. They always scared me. 
because I always felt mm-hmm. like they were, even as a kid, that they were opening up something. But some people love them, and I just, I can't, I can't do them myself. Something holds you know, me. Yeah, if you know how to use um, they can be a communication tool, but you have to look, open and close the board, find out who operates the board. There's a lot of different things you have to do, a lot of variables in there. Mm-hmm. If you just grab it off the shelf at Toys R Us and start playing with it, <laughs> you know, there's some things that can happen. It's so funny when you see them in the toy section. Sometimes I'll, walk, <laughs> I'll be walking by, you know, I'm like, whoa, uh, really? It's in the game <laughs> section? Oh, Every time I crack up. <laughs> And then they, they advertise new glow in the dark. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> Great. So your teenager can conjure up something while you're at a cocktail party. <laughs> Hi, honey, I'm home. Oh, my. What's on the ceiling? <laughs> oh, oh, my. What's on the ceiling? <laughs> like, no. <laughs> it's so true, though. It is. Now, you have all this vast experience. What are you... What are you doing? I know that you have all these talk shows going on. How are you handling and juggling all these? Oh, my goodness. It is. I, you know, honestly, I, everything is in my head. Um. And I recently just got a dry erase board to put down some heavy, (laughs) heavy things. But all of this is in my head. The station is just, it is amazing. The, The production is so much fun. Uh, there's there's so many shows and there's so much so many so much room for all of us out there now you know yeah there, there's so many people that just want to talk about the paranormal they want to talk about their experiences they want to hear they want to learn from other people mm-hmm. and they just need a medium an outlet to do it and right. that's that's what we do and when i first started out i was i was just you know that all the technical things running a technical all the technical background things during a show trying to interview a guest can be difficult mm-hmm. so the way what i did was just came up with a service because i i love the technical work mm-hmm. and i said okay you show up you provide the guest you provide the topic right. i'll do the rest awesome and and, and they they love it they we uh we we started out, we had two goes. Now we're up to 20. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> we're up to 20 on that thing. And it is, uh, it's being put out, of course, to Facebook, YouTube, mm-hmm. our uh, Twitch and Twitter and all the social media platforms and everything. Mm-hmm. And what blows my mind to this day, and, 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 it, and it really, really creeps me out, too, is how our technology has come in the last just 10 years. Oh gosh. It's, it's crazy. With, with all of this mm-hmm. it is unbelievable. Um, there's so many mediums, so many platforms you can choose from to, to get your message out. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's easier than what it used to be. It used to be really difficult. I mean, it's still tricky. Yeah. Uh, requires a lot of work, but it's a labor of love. And if, you know, and, and we're, we're, we are maxed out on shows. We're not accepting anymore at this time sure. due to, I don't want, um, quality to suffer. Absolutely, you know, quantity is yeah. good, but I, I like quality. 
because I, I want each show to have the same treatment, to have the same promotion. Um, so it's, it's an, it's a balance and it's a trick learning that balance too, because each show is different. Some shows need more promotion than others. Some shows promote themselves. So it's, it's touch and go every day, Yeah. but it's, uh, it's, it's something I just fell in love with and it's real time consuming. I mean, my hours, this is no joke. I, I, I get up between 6 and 6.30 a.m. Mm. and start rolling, and I will lay my head down around 10 p.m. that night. Yeah. And that's 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 just something you have to do. You know, when you run your own business, do your own thing, it, it's time-consuming. It's a lot of legwork. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of fun, too, though. Yeah. So it's real rewarding for me. And I think, too, getting, like you said, all of this is for information for people, which is awesome. Yeah, it's it's and it's free information. We don't charge a subscription mm -hmm. for people to listen. Anybody can listen. They can uh, go right to the website, WLTKDB.com, and all the shows are right there. You can either watch them all. You can listen to them all. Um, you can watch them live or you can listen to them live. We give them a choice. Yeah. It was, you know, choices are good because some people are on the go. They have a cell phone. They can't necessarily watch that on cell data. So they just right. listen. Put your earbuds in and listen away. Yeah. And it, it works. And, and, and get this, the, the, the internet, in my opinion, isn't ready for video syndication or mm -hmm. video, anything really. Um, audio, we still have more listeners on audio than anything. Yeah. And I prefer audio. I'm old school. I will I will not turn my video camera on unless I have to. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I don't want to put on makeup, okay? <laughs> right. I'm in my jammies and I can interview and I love it. Exactly. And you know And and that that's what I love about it. Yeah, and if I want to have a glass of wine or a gin and tonic while I talk to somebody, I can do it. Yes. And it's great. <laughs> And it is great, and 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 no, no one, no one's the wiser. They they have no clue what's going on. Yeah. So it's and, and audio creates that illusion, that mystery. That, Absolutely. And I just I love that part about it, and still do. Now now some of the hosts, they're not into audio. You mm. know, the newer generation, they want yeah. video. They they want to be seen. Well, that's why we have the choice. Wait till they love their jammies more than being seen. <laughs> <laughs> I remember interviewing Stel uh, Stanton Freeman in my bathrobe. <laughs> <laughs> that is <Stanton>. marvelous. <laughs> I love you, Todd. <laughs> it was something else. It was, I mean, I was so nervous. I mean, this is Stanton Freeman. He's a nuclear physicist. This guy's <laughs> way above my pay grade. So I'm sitting here thinking, how am I going to tackle this? And, and I'm just, you know what? I'm just going to be comfortable. I'm just going to talk with him and see what he has to say. Mm -hmm. So I did. I wore my bathrobe. It was a, an audio interview and it went great. You know, I was comfortable. He was comfortable. Whatever works, right? It, well, you know, and I understand that because I had an overseas interview with Barry Fitzgerald. <laughs> <laughs> and I was, I don't know why I was so nervous because I read his book, The Deception of Gods and Men. I, I was like so nervous and it had to be 10 o'clock in the morning and I'm not a morning person per se. 
So I, ha- I have my sweats on and I'm ready. And my dog, Gryffindor, won't stop barking. And I'm sweating bullets and I'm trying to be, I'm holding the book up, my microphone. I'm like, oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> my parrot's like, I love you. I love you. I love you. I'm like, oh, this guy thinks I'm nuts. I, I know he thinks I'm crazy. I'm like sweating bullets for no reason. You know, once I start talking to him, he's an awesome person. I'm like, oh, thank God nobody can see what I look like right now. I I had sweat. My hair is standing up, you know, and I'm like, I'm like a hundred pounds wet, you know, and I'm walking down the hallway after the interview. I'm like, I I don't understand why I have five animals in a bungalow. (laughs) I feel so defeated. <laughs> I, I did. I did. And and my poor husband who produces the show, he's like, wow, that was a lot. <laughs> I just look at him. You have no idea. <laughs> so I get it, Todd. I get it. But it's awesome, isn't it, that we wear our slippers? I did. Yeah. Awesome. I did. They weren't like bunny slippers or anything <laughs> extravagant. They were blue half slippers, but yes. they, 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 they fit the part. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> A kindred spirit. <laughs> yeah, but those those are the, 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 the fun times, you know, the, the outtakes and things, too, with some of these mm-hmm. interviews are, are hilarious. Do, uh, now, are you going to do a whole show on that? I might. I, I don't know. Because I've screwed up a lot. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I have sat there, and, and, and it was, the interview was going great. I've hit the wrong button. I've shut the whole thing down. I've had my mic on you for 30 minutes and didn't even know it. Oh, no. Uh, That's torture. So many, so many little things over the years. Oh and, you know, you've got to make those mistakes. Absolutely. Because, by God, you won't make them again. <laughs> but you, you have to make them. Oh and my gosh! <laughs> I've fallen out of my chair during interviews. <laughs> uh, that oh, I, I love. And, I love that. Oh, it was. Uh, yeah, I come back. I, I get back into my seat, and, and of course, all the messages come. Are you okay? My God, what was that? Are you okay? <laughs> yeah, I'm fine. I I'm still alive. Straight backward. I can remember. I'm dyslexic, so some of the stuff I say is hilarious. And it was an interview I had to do, and I was reading it, and I kept saying something that completely mispronounced over and over. <laughs> it was so embarrassing because it was one of those interviews you really are looking forward to. <laughs> I'm like, I'm sorry, this is take 101. <laughs> Those are, that's that's the beauty of them is the interview, especially when I love them when they're unscripted. Like in, in, interviews like this, I, I truly love them <laughs> because they're they're fun, they're down to earth, and it, it's how you get to know somebody. Yeah. Both, you know, it's how I get to know the host. It's how you get to know me. That's how it works, and it's just a, it's it's magic. It really is because Absolutely. you 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 connect for that for that moment in time, for that hour, for that thirty minutes, whatever it is. Two people connect and have similarities oh, yeah. and then talk. It's amazing just the flow of the conversation and what comes up, the segues, the, mm-hmm. you know, there's so much fun. Especially in this field, you know, the paranormal, the the mystery. Life is such a mystery that we're trying to unravel. Like we've all, something drew you to this. You know? Yeah. 
everybody has an experience mm-hmm. and Absolutely. something to take away, you know, like, am I a skeptic now? No. I mean, I'm cautious. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Very cautious, especially these days with all the technology and, yeah. you know, people Photoshopping everything. But it, uh, I don't know, the field has grown by leaps and bounds. Mm-hmm. Things are more, they're more accessible now and, and they're easier to talk to because mm-hmm. the paranormal shows had come out. Um, I'm not a huge fan of a lot of them. Right. I don't want, I really don't watch that much TV to be honest with you. Yeah. But I understand. Yeah. What I do like about them is they raise the awareness. Mm-hmm. You know, people aren't afraid to share their experiences anymore. If you got abducted by an alien, well, now mm-hmm. somebody, they'll talk about it now instead of hiding in a corner and getting therapy all their life. They'll come out and talk about it now. And that's yeah. good. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but there's, you know, the shows have really helped in that aspect. And and some of them have, have some great people. Some, it's just some you the wonder, producer's choice. Yeah. Some you wonder, is that person going to hurt themselves later? Yeah, that, that's <laughs> my, I, I, I fear for them. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like, I really do. Dude, you need to stop that. <laughs> But I, I love the ghost shows. I mean, I I, I, I narrate one of them, mm-hmm. and it's a labor of love too. It's fun. Which one do I, you it, narrate? It, it's called the Ghost Finders. Oh, really? And well, you have a great it, voice, uh, so I can oh, well, thank you. Absolutely, seeing you doing that. Thank you. It's it, it's a lot of fun, and it's it's funny. You know, I'll, I'll tell you how. How it happens. I'm I'm just sitting here one day, just randomly working, and I'll get a mm-hmm. text message from the from the producer with my lines. Just in the middle of nowhere. And they have to have an ASAP now. And you're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, so I have to stop everything I'm doing and come back and record, you know, a, a couple lines and then go back to work. Mm-hmm. And then boom, here comes the, that's that's how this production works. They're editing in the background, sending me my lines because I'm the last one. As soon as I'm done, mm-hmm. then it's released because that goes over the top of everything. So it's it's uh the production, I learned a lot about that. And it's tough. Oh I bet. yeah. It is so tough. Um especially for me getting <laughs> getting words right. Don't don't ever ask me to pronounce <laughs> Pocahontas's real name, Dee Dee. I can't. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I have native blood in me, like big time. Both grandmothers were full blood. I don't think I could pronounce her either. That's a hard one. <laughs> I don't know how to pronounce two A's. It, it's A A. I don't uh, know how to pronounce two A. <laughs> and I kept butchering it. You know, I I kept messing that up. Mm-hmm. Well, the, the the producer Heather, she she uh, she saved me. She puts a little a loud crack of thunder. Mm-hmm. As I'm saying it, so you really couldn't hear me mispronounce it. That's oh, awesome. <laughs> That's movie magic. I like know. Heather already. Hi, Heather. I like <laughs> you. <laughs> I couldn't. I couldn't. Yeah, I, I couldn't thank her enough for that because it was. I'm just struggling with this. I can't get mm-hmm. that out. It's just not in my, in my, in my, in my, in my mind. My tiny little mind just can't say it. <laughs> oh my. You know, and those names are very hard to pronounce. Mm-hmm. All of them, by the way. <laughs> so don't feel bad. 
yeah but it it was it was a lot of fun um and still doing that it's on season 11 that is awesome uh, i didn't know that was you i feel very honored right now i didn't know that was your voice (laughs) that that is me yes (laughs) well i mean you have like the perfect voice for that well, I thank my father for that. God rest his soul. He sounded, him and I sounded, I, you couldn't tell us apart. Oh my God. And he was, he's probably a hundred pounds, if that. Oh my God. And I'm, and I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, how could we have the same voice? And it's, it's been that way ever since. Where, where are you and from originally? Massachusetts. I thought you were from Massachusetts. Yeah, it, uh, oh, what a, and, and, and that's, well, some people, um, request that because of my accent, I guess it's a, Mm -hmm. it's Midwest, it's, I have a Midwest accent with a New England twist to it. Absolutely. Yeah. So it's, it's really different and how, how certain words are pronounced. Mm -hmm. (laughs) There's some words I just can't, they're not in my vocabulary. (laughs) I don't think there are any of our vocabularies. (laughs) Some some words just don't need to be said, in my opinion. <laughs> I agree, one hundred and twenty five percent. So, what is your what is some of your upcoming projects, Todd? Well, what we have we have right now. I'm producing four different shows. Mm-hmm. Um, they're going to be debuting in September and October. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're going to rank all the way from exploring the paranormal, the science behind it, all the way down to self-care, something we all need. Oh, yes, absolutely. Yep. This one's good. And, and I know I'm I know I neglect it. It's terrible. But mm-hmm. this 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 show and I wanted this show really for that specific reason. And I'm so glad it just it fell into my lap. I'm like, OK, let's do this. Right. This is this is a good thing. A lot of it can help a lot of people. So yeah. I've got I've got you know the the those coming up. Uh, we've got the Station Mobile app that was just released. That that was something I'll never do again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, why why not? <laughs> oh, that was such. There's so much red tape to go through to get one of those things, especially through the App Store. Mm-hmm. You know, it's um, it's tough, <laughs> but we made it. And we got that. It's on the App Store and Google Play, and mm-hmm. people can listen. They can watch right there from their mobile phone. They like that. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yep. That's and that's amazing. always a constant working project in the background. But that's um, cool. So, what on your self care one? What's going to be on that? Well, it's going to be basically how to care for yourself energetically, mm-hmm. energy healing. Sure, uh, there's yeah. going to be some some uh, holistic aspects in there, some home remedies and things you can do. Mm-hmm. Uh, Deidre, Deidre Sanford's going to, going to host it and she's, she's going to be amazing. with it. Yeah. That's awesome. That's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. I'm going to listen. It's yeah. We, we all may screw up and learn something. I don't, <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what all of this is all about. Nothing's ever hundred percent perfect. No, and it is. It's trial and error, and I enjoy messing up. I, I it used yeah. to really drive me crazy. It used <laughs> to drive me nuts. 
But now it's like, okay, I, I have to screw this up so I can learn it so I don't do it again. So, I mean, I, I enjoy making the mistakes. It's mm-hmm. just some of them, the timing is could be a lot better, I think. They could be, uh, <laughs> they could be timed a lot better. You know, I understand that because prior before podcasting, I did, I was a dancer and my life was full of mess ups. So I, I understand. <laughs> I understand wow. completely. <laughs> so, what kind of dance? Well, it, this is really strange. And I was fascinated by the Middle East since I was 14. So I actually was a Turkish Oriental dancer for 30 years oh, and a modern wow. dancer. So I had, um, I danced in Turkey for four years on and off and lived there. And then I had my own dance companies. That is incredible. Three successful fun dance companies. Yeah. I got to ask, what's Turkey like? I love Turkey. I had a love-hate relationship toward the end. I'm very much an animal enthusiast. Um, I don't eat meat. Um really not much dairy at all, but geez, once in a while with my wine and it was the animal abuse. And toward the end, there was a lot of political stuff. Like I was there 2004 and I was there for two bombings. Mm. So, you know, I, I fell in love with the Ram and the cards very much and Turkey in general, but you know, I came home and I was happy to be in a hot, lovely shower yeah in in my own country but i think it was all karmic to be honest past life stuff because once i was done with that i had these dance companies and then when i moved i finally decided i'm retiring somebody sent me a really bad video of a child being hurt in the middle east i was done yeah my karmic stuff was done very painful. Yeah. But oh my goodness. Dance wise, I love dance and I love dancers. I just it was time for me to do the podcasting I wanted to do for like five years prior. This was like a year and a half into my podcasting. So I love this. Like talking to you, I would never get to talk to you otherwise. I know it'd be tough. But I mean, think how it cool. brings people together. Yeah, think how cool this is. I mean, I saw you online. I was like, Todd Bates is awesome. He owns a whole paranormal digital station. <laughs> Who does that? <laughs> Todd Bates. Damn. <laughs> and all your broadcasting experience is amazing, too. Like, it's not just in the paranormal. You did this prior. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, incredible. went to school for it. Yeah, it's um, broadcasting school. It, it taught me so much. It taught me how to not only use my voice to make a little cash. Now, you're not going to make a lot of cash. Don't, mm. don't, don't, yeah. Mm-hmm. It'll be a little cash. And, but it, how to emphasize words, how to mm-hmm. pause, how to, it's so many different things and how the station works. Um, you know, AM, FM. Yeah, they didn't have much for digital back then, but it was just um, it was a part of my life that that really woke me up to this mm-hmm. and told it. It just confirmed how much I want to do it, how much I want to share 
this with the world. I want to share these people, these people that come to the station, share them with the world. Mm -hmm. I mean, everybody deserves a soapbox. Everybody deserves a platform. Everybody has something to say. Say it. Mm -hmm. Life's too short not to. Now, with all this paranormal stuff, how do you feel about cryptids, Todd? I love them. I don't know enough about them, but I love them. I I, uh, I wanted a, a cryptid show, and I got Barnaby Jones. He does Monday Morning Monsters, uh-huh. and I'm learning so much from that show. Yeah. Now, my son-in-law is a Bigfoot enthusiast like no other. He's taken me out on a couple squatch hunts here and there. Um <laughs> And they're fun, you know. I, I went jeans and flannel shirt and all, Dee Dee. It was something else. Our big, <laughs> Bigfoot people are fun. They, yeah, you're right. It's, it's completely fun. different than what we're used to. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Every time I interview a Bigfoot per- person, I just know it's going to be fun. Yes. They're, they're just down to earth. They're so yeah. much in touch with the planet. Yes, absolutely. And they make you laugh. Constantly, like if you're in a big group of them, they're fun. Yeah. And they always want to feed you. <laughs> <laughs> they're good people. And yes. it's it's a, it's a lot of work out there doing that, doing a, uh, an investigation for Bigfoot or any other cryptid. Um, mm-hmm. It's the same thing. Document, document, document. Yeah. And it, it seems like the same thing happens to them in their field as it does to us. Mm-hmm. Uh, something happens and there's nothing there to film it. You of know, course. So <laughs> yeah, that's when the best stuff happens. No but I, I, I love cryptids. UFOs is is another one. I've I've um, expanded and opened my mind to alien existence elsewhere. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think I'd be I'd be conceited if I said there wasn't life on other planets. I mm-hmm. think there are. Absolutely. I think. Um, I think they're very similar to us. Mm-hmm. You know, they have two arms, two legs, a head. <laughs> I think they're very humanistic, but and and I think they 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 come here quite often. Oh yeah, as well. Todd, how do you feel about the black-eyed children? Ooh, they scare me. What a great question. Yeah, they um. I hope that I never run across any of them. Me. I I uh I think you know is that a government experiment gone wrong mm-hmm. with these with these kids are they not of this world are they beaming in and out interdimensionally but from what I hear everything is fine unless you invite them in your house mm-hmm. and then apparently all kinds of havoc wreaks on your life and you're just done for Mm. Yeah, I I've never of, encountered them. No, have, no. have you heard of any instances where people have come across them? No, and I don't. I, I, you know, the funny thing is with these black-eyed children that scared me. I was actually listening to another podcast about them, and the hair on my arm stood up, and I was like, "Oh my, that is something I never want to see mm-hmm. ever." want to encounter yeah they scared me and i don't yeah there's two things i would rather come across the most horrifying looking apparition Mm -hmm. than either 
the men in black or a black eyed kid. Yeah. The men in black that, that just, it scares me too. Those scare me too. I don't know what they are, but I, the whole idea of them showing up. Mm -mm. Yeah. I don't think they're human either. They look human. They're Mm -hmm. just too, they're, they're there too quickly. And for what they can do, we just don't have that kind of technology. People have amnesia. Um, I, I don't, but what I do know is the disclosure is out. So it's a matter of time before the government comes forth more than what they have. And we start seeing some of these uh, UFOs that have and, and alien bodies and so forth. I mm-hmm. think that they are, they, they have, they've crash landed a few Roswell. I'm, I'm, I'm a firm believer in the Roswell incident. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, these things have happened and they've just been covered up. Other countries are, you know, like Russia, they, they uh, want to know. Mm-hmm. They want to research. The government is inter- just as interested as the people. Here, it's different. We want to cover it up and hide it. Right. But you can't do it forever. It's it's about to come out, and it's going to be a big wake-up call for everybody. I think I find it really interesting right now how the news has mentioned UFOs. And mm-hmm. it seems like nobody's said anything about it, like, I heard the news report and I was like, um, anybody notice this, but me, <laughs> they're too busy with other things. And, and, and I think that's what the government knows. The government knows that we're busy with inflation. We're busy with gas prices. We're busy with trying to make ends meet. Mm-hmm. So why not let these, why not, you know, let the cat out of the bag now and show some of these images because we have to now, We'll show some of these while people are distracted, and they won't—they won't remember them. Right. They won't think anything of it. I, I remember it. <laughs> <laughs> Do you? <laughs> yeah, I'm afraid so. Yeah, it, it kind That's of something you can't forget easily in our field. No, and it's weird. I feel like I was the only one kind of concerned. <laughs> I was like, uh, "Did you? Did you guys not hear this? You know." My mom saw this in New York and experience. My mom experienced these things when she was young in New York state. Like she was up in the Catskill areas and I'm like, and nobody's listening. Are they? <laughs> it's like <laughs> they had it on the news in, I don't know. And I didn't want to be over dramatic. I'd ask people, did you see the news? And they look at me. Yeah. Gas prices are awful. Like you said, it's <laughs> No, UFOs. They're like, what are you talking about? (laughs) He's like, okay, Didi's going to go away. One of the most famous, one of the most famous ones, the pill. Mm -hmm. People aren't aren't even, they're they're not even acknowledging it. And and the government is saying basically, yeah, this is what the aircraft saw. Mm -hmm. That's the actual footage. And it's not even phasing people. No. It's like they're not believing it. Yeah. They think it's funny. Oh, they're going to think it's funny, all right, when they look in their backyard. <laughs> there's John Q. Alien back there. <laughs> People like know. you and me are going to be running with our cameras. I told you so. <laughs> I told you so. I knew they existed. I knew. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
My next question is, I know this is weird. I'm really into like the fae and the fairies and the nature spirits. Have you had experiences with those? I got a funny story with that. (laughs) Uh Oh, this is going to be good. I call them woodland action figures. Oh, no. (laughs) Gnomes and fairies and things. Mm -hmm. I think uh, I'm very clumsy and I trip a lot. Mm -hmm. So I thought. But I think it's because I I think I'm being tripped by little fairies and things like that. So so does my Mm -hmm. better half. She feels the same way. (laughs) Because I'm mean to them. Like she has, for example, she has, um, what do they call them? Fairy gardens. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She has a fairy garden. And she puts little things in there for them, little offerings and things. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just, I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't have any part of it. And I think that's why they trip me around the house. Oh. Um, I'll be walking just randomly down the hallway and fall. <laughs> you know, they, <laughs> these aren't, there's nothing to trip on. Mm-hmm. And I'm not that clumsy. So, but I, I think that... Um, you know, in all seriousness, that they, that they do exist in this world. They're mm-hmm. natural. They're natural beings. They are energy, pure energy. Mm-hmm. And I think that uh, they can go to and from different worlds and things. Uh, they're magical. That's just the way it is. And, I mean, I think that uh, one day... Well, we'll have one day we'll have some evidence of of the of the little fellas, sure, yeah, because they're just they're too obvious, they're too mm-hmm. active, yeah, and they're from what I understand, there's many races of them, mm-hmm. and certain ones I you, believe so, yeah, certain ones, I guess you just you don't want them in your house because they do things like trip you, take your keys, hide them. <laughs> Oh, that's nice to know. Somebody told me this and it's really cool. Put sea salt in your entryways out on your door, you know, from the outside. And they won't they can't come in because they're too busy counting the salt. That is a great trick. Yeah. Yeah. Just sea salt. Just sea salt. Because once you welcome them in, apparently they can cause havoc. I'm going to do that. I'm going to let you know how it worked out. Please do. I'm going to do that and let you know, because I if if that cuts down on the tripping sessions, then we know exactly what it was, and we've just proved it to ourselves. Yeah, I guess it can cause all kinds of havoc in your home. So ever since I was a kid, I put salt, sea salt around the doors. It's a good you idea. Put them in the house. Well, and it helps keeping other things out, too, the sea salt, but... It cracked me up when I was interviewing someone and they mentioned that. And it's like, I put, put them on my doors every time I get a chance <laughs> so far. But we still have keys missing in our house. So. I'm telling you, that, and, and it's good. They keep you on your toes. Yeah. And it's so interesting to think, you know, everybody is so set in their lives right now. There's so much chaos that they're forgetting their natural surroundings and the possibilities of other things out there. Yeah, exactly. It's not just our planet. It's everywhere. Yeah. And there's so much, I mean, gosh, it seems like the more we do to our planet, the more active things are becoming. Yeah. I I believe the veil is is getting thinner. 
mm-hmm. and thinner. And we're getting a lot more cases coming up. You know, you see a lot more activity. And, it, you know, it's just we're the, the world is in a really weird time. Yes. Right now. It's just completely crazy. It started with COVID and now we're getting into all this chaos and mayhem and just death. Uh, It's, I don't know. We need, we need some kind of warning, some kind of something to bring us out of it, but we're, Mm. we're we're getting a lot of that. And maybe it could be their way, the little, little fairies, little woodland creatures. It could be their way of telling us, Hey, look, we know what's going to happen. We're trying to help pay attention and oh, we're just ignoring it. Yes, absolutely. Now, with all the work you do, how do you feel about the mystical creatures, um, vampires? Have you had any interaction with people that have dealt with them? I have interviewed an actual vampire, mm-hmm. his name, and, uh, He's not, I, I, uh, it was, it was, it was strange. Mm-hmm. It's strange how, how he, how he did it. You know, he the donors and his body just could not digest food. It couldn't, it can't process food. Interesting. Um, yeah, it was really, really strange. Some medical terms, the doctors called it. it basically he needs the iron that's in the blood. Oh. Um, so he he would feed mm-hmm. on clean donors and, and things. Uh, it was an amazing thing. He, he lived in Louisiana, mm-hmm. but he he practiced some of the uh, eccentric things that, that vampires do. But you know he didn't sleep in a coffin or anything like that. <laughs> but he did uh, a, a lot of things that they do. A lot of their practices and, and, and things, their rituals, mm-hmm. their religion. Um, but as far as vampires themselves, werewolves too, yes, mm-hmm. I believe they are out there. Um, they're very well hidden. Mm, absolutely. Uh, yeah. Very intelligent. Both both species are. And it's not because of the movies. Uh, this, is, this has been going on, for, my goodness, since the dawn of, dawn of day. Yes, every culture since has human them. Zoo. Mm-hmm. And there's there's just a lot of strange and, and some uh, even consider vampires cryptozoology. Really? Uh, I didn't know that. That's yeah. really interesting. Yeah, because uh, you know there's there's such strange monsters. They're they're not human. Um, but it's I, I've never encountered any. Mm. I mean, I've come across a few people that <laughs> I wouldn't say for one. Yeah, <laughs> that is so true. I think. I, yeah, I, I I think they're out there, especially uh, lichens or werewolves. Um, absolutely, mm-hmm. uh, it's just they have to be right. There's just so much out there, so much space, and and they're so smart and so well hidden. Maybe they're interdimensional too. I don't know. Yeah. But, the way they pop in and out and no one can seem to document them. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you have all these reports. I believe it. Right. I find it really interesting too. Uh, I was talking to someone the other day that 
vampires, werewolves, dragons, even unicorns are in almost every single culture before Mm -hmm. we ever had the internet, before we traveled to those cultures. I couldn't agree more. Like that's in UFOs as well. So I find that really strange and fascinating. Like you might not believe in them, but there's got to be something to that. Right. There has to be something to it. Like, you know, the mind wanders uh and there's just, there's too many people that have come across them. There's too Mm -hmm. many people, too, too much documentation out there. And people can't, you know, a lot of it's not made. Some of it is, of course, you got to be careful. Oh, yeah. But a lot of it is is very true because, you know, the accounts, they don't change. People don't change their stories. They're consistent. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I believe these things happen. I believe, uh, uh, you know, another one that that, um, it just resurfaced again is, you know, Skinwalker Ranch where you got the cows, the cattle mutilations Mm -hmm. and things, you know, explain that. There's no blood. There's surgical incisions. I mean, in the middle of a field. Right. You know, stranger things have happened. So do I believe in vampires and and werewolves? You bet I do. Yeah. (laughs) Me too. I thought I was maybe the only one. (laughs) But I was asked that a, a lot. Like, do you believe in them? And you know, a lot of people are like, no, really? <laughs> yeah, I do. Got to be something to it. So out of all your years of experience, what is the thing that has, besides the EVPs that have sparked your interest the most? The apparition sighting. The apparition I saw of that little girl that is what hit home for me. That is what made me, because I used to think I was crazy <laughs> seeing these things, hearing these things, even talk to a priest about it. I'm a recovering Catholic. So, <laughs> <laughs> Why? So <am> I. <laughs> I even talked to a priest about it because I was so confused, coming here, you know, seeing these things, hearing these things. But when I saw the apparition of little Sally in uh, Sally's house, the the three of us were standing there and saw her right there in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Um, that just forged in my mind. Okay, you're on the right path. You saw this for a reason. Right. So continue. And I've continued ever since. Okay. Now, just because I retired from the field doesn't mean I'm still not active with it. You know, I, I just don't, I don't go around to all these haunted locations anymore. I don't speak anymore, mm-hmm. things like that. Um, but I do still, do still investigate it. Absolutely. We just went to a place uh, a few days ago, actually, mm-hmm. and haven't processed everything from there yet. But, you know, so I do get out. Mm-hmm. But that that is what kept it kept it going for me was was seeing that apparition and and i guess believing in myself yeah interesting you've seen more than one correct (sighs) shadows Mm -hmm. you know shadow people i've seen but i've seen the 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 one apparition that i can the, the other ones were at a peripheral and it's tough to say you know, was that subconscious? Was that 
um, just a, a glare was that, you know, it, it's, but the one I saw was straight on per, mm-hmm. perfect eye contact. So that one, I, I definitely, that sighting I took to heart. Mm-hmm. The other ones, you know, you can kind of, you can explain off or I did anyway, mm-hmm. you know, I just, but that one, that's, that's probably the only one that I've seen that I trust. Wow. Oh my goodness. So Todd, how do people get a hold of you or see your shows? Sure. Okay. Thank you. They can, the, the best way to get a hold of me is uh, through the website. Mm-hmm. You can go to WLTKDB.com mm-hmm. and all the shows are right there. The live shows, the schedule's there. Just click on the schedule. If you want to watch the past shows, just click on uh, on demand and the video and audio is right there for you. You can get a hold of me through uh, email, um, Todd Bates at WLTKDB.com or uh, you know, any social media platform under WLTKDB, I run those. Um, so you just get in touch. If you have something to say, say it. And your next projects coming up are? We have got self-care coming up. We have got uh, Exploring the Paranormal coming up, which is a science-based TV show. I've got uh, another episode of The Ghost Finders coming up here. Um, that's going to be coming hopefully within the next month and then um just to just keep going with the station that's that's the show uh haunted voices it's going to be coming out september 14th in the fall going to bring that back i had to take a little break so i can catch up with everything absolutely Um, but that's coming back that'll be on tuesday nights at nine eight central and i have a lot of fun with that show really do amazing i can't wait to hear the new ones Todd, thank you so much for coming on here. And I hope you come back on sometime. Oh, anytime. Anytime you want me on here, you let me know. I'll be here. Absolutely. I would love to have you on. And you have a great rest of your week. Thank you so much for your time. My pleasure. Take care. You too. Good night.